Welcome to the Ops. It's your girl, Spicy K. And it's your girl, TK. How y'all doing? We are on episode 45, and it's also Black History Month. Yes, mm -hmm. we entered February. So yeah, things going to be a little month. bit different this, uh, for February because it is Black History Month. And instead of telling on someone, we're actually going to highlight um, black people, basically. African-Americans, whatever you want to call it. No, um, no. So, TK, go ahead. Who are you going to highlight this week? Well, I am going to highlight uh, what I've been... I saw something that came on my Facebook the other day, and it just blew my mind that in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is where the first paramedics were started by black people. And they're actually about to do a film about these uh, black people that, um, that really got thrown under the bus for starting something that... Uh, nobody had. They had no clue. You either took yourself to the hospital or you died on en route or just died, period. There was no 911 to call uh, for emergency medical services. So uh, these black people decided, and, this, and let me tell you something, the thing about this is that they decided to do this for everyone. They didn't just say, okay, we're just going to take the black folks to the hospital. You know, everybody else can die, but anybody that needed their services, um, uh, you were able to call and, and someone would come and work on you at the scene. Uh, they were they weren't trained professionals. Um, they were they were actually uh, just regular people that had you know a little bit of knowledge of medical things you know CPR and stuff like that. Um, and it, it's, it was so much that so that the idea caught on right. Yeah. And so it caught on, and then the government stole the city government stole their idea and pretty much made them be mums the word never gave them any credit or anything like that and probably at that point it started excluding black people from being able to be picked up and things like that but yeah it's, it's a film that's going to be uh made about it i'm trying to find the name of it because I, I had it earlier but then i don't uh it, they were called freedom house Okay. And and they were it was like, hey, look, you know, look, it's 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 we're tired of people uh, not having access to this this type of treatment. And you know, I, I really thought that was very interesting. Like, I never would have thought that, you know, because I just I don't, I don't even know. Like, I never would have thought um, that they, that it would have been black people that thought of, of yeah, hey, we need to come, we need to take these folks um, to, uh, to to the hospital. <laughs> And so I thought it was really cool uh, that um, that they did this and that it was us that, you know, who knows if it would have ever even been thought about had we not thought about it, you know? Yeah. You got to think about that. Uh, and so it, it, it's it's really it's really cool to me. Like, I was like, man, that's us, yo. And and then there, the, the film, yeah, Freedom House Ambulance Services, and it says it was the first emergency medical service in the United States to be staffed by paramedics with medical training beyond basic first aid so they weren't doctors they weren't anything like that but they they had basic knowledge of first aid and uh you know that's that's pretty much what it is you need that's what you need a lot of lots of lives are saved uh just by being there on the onset and not letting things continue like you know if you're having a heart attack your heart is stopped and you know you, and, or you stop breathing something like that like that initial onset behavior and and those actions from that is 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 literally what can save your life. So uh, it really upset me that they stole that from them, and you know, 
I, I, I can understand why why they would do something like that. So the film is coming out, and let's see, I'm I'm still looking for it. It might be called Freedom House. The the um the movie. That's what that's what I'm looking for because I, I now I can't find it. This it says it's going to be a TV movie about the first first responders. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean that, that's even before like firemen i guess you know well firemen i'm pretty sure were back in the day i know they had horses and wagons pulling up with water and stuff like that but the idea that they were the the first people they should call because you know probably people probably try to put their own fires out before they call somebody or try to get in touch with somebody you know something like that but um uh i'm gonna find out let's see and it's gonna it says it's gonna be on netflix and it's gotta be freedom house it's gotta be the name of the movie so Y'all look that up and, and realize that there's a lot of things out there that we didn't know about us. Uh, and it's, you know, one of the reasons why they're trying to uh, blackball uh, black history and uh, and things. We can even say American history because yeah, there's a lot of things. Our that, history is American history, yeah. Right. Because they, they, they don't want us to know that we are great. And... And that's that's messed up in my opinion. Like I really think that you know keeping stuff like that from us is, is messed up. So y'all look for it. Y'all, y'all look them up. The Freedom House in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, first black, first paramedics ever were black. So I, I really I really enjoy reading about that. Okay, thank you so much for that. So um, for mine, I can't find it right now. But I'll just go with another one that I found. Um, so this is about, um, well, of course, you all know that one of the history of basically um, ice cream is the fact that uh, African-Americans weren't allowed to have vanilla ice cream. Only on uh, July 4th were they allowed to have ice cream. Um, so what they were allowed to have was basically chocolate ice cream and someone i can't remember who the person was right now off the top of my head but um (laughs) they decided to mix in butter and pecans so that's why it became butter pecan ice cream because therefore the ice cream was no longer pure and white anymore and that's why a lot of people, especially African Americans, like butter pecan ice cream. I'm one of those people. I, I don't. Love. I cannot stand the taste of butter pecan ice cream. So I'm sorry, folks. I'm gonna try to eat some now, just because I know. But I'm I'm over here laughing at the fact that they do know that vanilla beans are black before they turn into the white stuff, right? So yeah. yeah. Well, and that's actually who I was gonna get to. So apparently, um, it was Edmund Albus. Um, he was the one that, um, basically, um, packed, he basically helped invent vanilla in general. Um, because also, weird side note, I was told this, and I don't know if this is true, but I'm not going to say it, because. <laughs> oh, man, damn. Oh, no, no, don't start that. I'm not it's not the that. first 48 this time. Don't no, no, start. no, I'm not going to say that. Um, but basically it says, as a 12-year-old, Edmund Albus invented the technique that made the vanilla industry possible, still used today. As nearly all vanilla um, is pollinated by hand, he revolution- 
revolutionized the cultivation of vanilla. He made it possible for us to enjoy the treat like vanilla ice cream. And this mm. is from African American history. Yeah, that's crazy. We can't even eat white ice cream. Like, come, oh yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. apparently that's what the love affair is with um, butter pecan. I love butter pecan ice cream and strawberry. Like I combine both two together when I go to Baskin Robbins. I'd be like, give me a scoop of strawberry. Give me a scoop. Whoa, now that's that's now that's black history right there. That's the greatest <laughs> thing I've heard all day. But uh, that's crazy though, cause I my dad loves butter pecan. Like it's like you know, and he I, you know I swear to God he he might man he was a reincarnated one of one of the enslaved people where he acts sometimes. But he um uh, he loves that, and I I've always hated it. But I eat it. But I spit the pecans out. Whoa, that's weird. And I yeah, wish I, I knew who I wish I knew and I thought I had the reference pulled up because I wanted to um give the person credit whoever said it, but or their social media handle or whatever, but I can't find it right now. Yeah, I, I don't even know how it came across my Instagram. I think I I think Dale Hewley had it on his Instagram and I just looked into it and the movie is called American Silence. I'm sorry. Everything over here is running slow for me and won't load. Uh, it's, it's one of those days. It started at work with me, and uh, now it's, 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 it's just awful. But yeah, American Sirens is the film, and I believe it said it's going to be on Netflix, but look out for it. Uh, it's going to tell the story, tell our story. And it's also a book. So, okay. you know, so the, the book came out first, and I guess, uh, I think one of the, you know, somebody that's a current paramedic or retired paramedic uh, decided to tell the story, uh, and now it's a film. So, yeah, my bad, y'all. Love y'all, too. I love y'all. Don't well, even that's, a, that's awesome. Yeah. I think I think that's crazy. Like we when we started it, we started it for everybody. Yeah. But then the government stole the idea from them, made them be mums the word about it, can't even you know what I'm saying, can't even say anything about it that they started that and then to completely took them out of it. And then I guarantee you that it that it was it was hardly any of the city government ambulances or fire um, paramedics that went into our neighborhoods and got us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, well, that's, that's keep in mind that a lot of a lot of places, you know, um, a lot of the neighborhoods or communities that were filled with black people um, were very uh, self sustainable. Like mm -hmm. they had every everybody, you know, like they had the doctors, they had the lawyers, they had, they pretty much had everything that you would need to run everything. Um, so, and then so I can understand that they would have a paramedics. Yeah. And then we decided we wanted to be equal and then everything just changed. Oh you know that? I mean, no, seriously. Now you, now you can look, look into that. Like. I, I I would I would love to see that. That's the next movie need to be made. Love to see if integration didn't happen. We had pride in ourselves. We made sure we did for ourselves. We had equally as many black millionaires, and 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 you know the the one percent back then was more diverse than it is now. I mean, it's just a lot. It's just a lot of things that you'll everybody take this month to find out what you think could have been had we not made the big change. You know, like seriously, some people think that, you know, we all banded together. We all banded together to get to keep Trump out of office. Uh, or, I mean, I mean so listen, we all banded together to keep Trump out of office. But then things got a lot worse for us, you know, in the economy and stuff. So you got to think about that. Like, like when we try to, you know, 
fight racism, sometimes, you know, end up kicking us in the butt. But anyway, we ain't going, because I be mm-hmm. got on a soapbox right here, and then mm-hmm. we ain't going to get mm-hmm. nothing done. Because mm-hmm. we don't talk about politics on here, remember? We do not. Politics. This ain't politics. This is real. No, I'm just saying, you you bringing up political figures. We don't really be doing that. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, so the first um, story, we have the cool when they do it. It's a problem when we do it. And so recently, T-Pain made some statements stating that he stopped uh, taking credit for writing country music because he faced so much racism. Um, so how do you feel about the whole thing uh, about T? Ugh, about T Pain seeing those. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah he uh, he 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 said. Now he's uh, let's let's make sure we get this right. He said he stopped taking putting credit money in the credits. He credit, yeah, because yeah, he, 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 he still, still making money. Yeah, right? he, he said still he's still getting the checks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I believe it, and I believe a lot of them don't know that country music derives from the blues, which is definitely all uh coming from black people and things like that uh and you know it, it's, it's the truth you know country music is is nothing but you know what i call now i call white folks blues because they take they've taken over the genre and you know made it made it their own but some of those a lot and now he's not the first i, I guarantee you he's not the first black man that's written a, a country song for a country artist that would take it further than we could like it's very hard for us to succeed in that genre like seriously, like I mean, if you grew up, well, it's that, it's the genre is you know they, it seems to be more like gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the opposite of what people say. You know, they always say black people are always inviting people to the cookout. I don't be inviting nobody to the cookout. No, but no. you know they say that it's kind of basically the opposite of that. Like a lot mm-hmm. of those spaces don't allow you know, black people to actually enter those spaces. Now, there are a lot more, like we mentioned before, there's a lot more, you know, country music artists now than it probably has ever been in the past. Right. Um, you know, modern day, let me just say this, modern day. Yeah. Um, you know, and they had several that performed, I think it was at the, the CMAs or CMTs, one of them events um, that we discussed yeah. before. Um, Old Town Road, baby. Hey, hey. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I I do think that it's becoming, you know, black people are now becoming more prevalent in country music. Um, but I, a lot of people questioned, well, I read an article and they was basically questioned whether or not he even wrote songs. And I was like, the man is talented. Oh, There's yeah. nothing T-Pain can't do. Exactly. They're making sing, sing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't put it past him that, you know, and apparently um, I also listen to um, audio of him originally saying like uh, he lived in Nashville for about 10 years, but a lot of country songs. Um, and he mentioned uh, songs for Taylor Swift, Luke Bryan. He mentioned a couple other people, but I didn't really know those people. But I know those two. You know, I know Taylor. I heard of Taylor Swift, and of course, and I also heard of Luke Bryan. So, because um, the is that other the one that seems fast card? No, that's Combs. Luke Combs. Okay. Girl, and I, I said, I know, Sorry. I know him. I don't ask me no songs. <laughs> I, I think I've heard that name too, but I, I can't place like what it's with. But that is, it is wild, ain't it? That, you know, he, 
he could possibly be getting, you know, threats or harassment or something like that because they know he wrote a song. Like, he ain't even up there singing it to people, but he's making money off of it. And they, you know. as they know that that's where some, that's where a lot of the money comes from. So most of the time, the artists yeah. don't make as much money off a song as the person that wrote and produced it. You know that's what I mean? Correct. So it's, you know, that's, that's just hate people. So whoever out there, don't, I, you're probably not watching our show neither, but whoever <laughs> out there, uh, stop hating on that man for writing songs because that's an amazing talent that he has and you need to start appreciating where that, where it came from. Bluegrass, all that. Well, he, that's he, us. yeah, like he was mentioning that he loves, you know, he loves music in general. Um, mm -hmm. he said he gets a lot of inspirational or melodies, Melanie, melody, melodies, melodies. Harmonies. <laughs> One of them words. One of them. <laughs> I'm thinking like melodies from heaven. Okay, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, mm -hmm. From gospel and country music, he was saying. Yeah. All rooted in, you know, then people up there be singing they church out, surprise, surprise, at church, you know, all that. Gospel came from us. Y'all wasn't even singing at church. Y'all was up there with y'all hands to God, just just sweating the thing in the, in the church service. <laughs> All that is it comes from. A, don't even worry about it. I just that's it right there. But yeah, leave that man alone, y'all. That's crazy. That is that is crazy. That, so, I mean, like that that just blew my mind when I heard him say that. And he was. I know. Yeah, that that's that kind of stumped me. So the other people that he mentioned is Red Atkins and Dallas Davidson. Again, I've never heard of those two people. I've heard of Red Atkinson. That's that's old, older and no, he can't be because T Pain way younger than me. Only Atkins I know is I think it's no that's Trace the, Trace Atkins. Yeah, but it's not even spelled the same Atkins, way. I don't think Atkinson. Yeah. Oh y'all, shout out uh uh R. I. P. Toby Keith. He died today. Oh, yeah. He died yesterday. Monday. Yesterday. Oh, well, I just saw it today, but yeah, that's crazy. He was sixty two. That's young, fairly young. Yeah, I think it was stomach cancer. Oh wow! Yeah, cause he yeah he hadn't made any recordings in a while, so he probably been sick. So I just wanted to say that since we're talking about country music, yeah, of course. But me being from Nash, you know, from the Nashville area, Murfreesboro, shout out. Uh, I've listened to country music my whole life, and I you know I've been able to spot you know I you know Shania Twain you know back in the day that was the it girl. She was a little too funky. For uh, country music, so they they yeah. put it in the pop category, kind of like the DJ girl Taylor Swift. Well, you know, she's she also can, she's also Canadian too, so I think that had some play to do with it too. Yeah, you can be white, you just can't be from another country. No, I'm just saying, saying, like I think, like I think because she was also from Canada, that also like because most of the country, I won't say most, because I don't know the country music artists like that, but most of them are from a southern region. Or considered a southern state. Mm -hmm. Let me just put it that way. Southern tales. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's, that's crazy. You know, Reba McIntyre. You know, people mm -hmm. like that. Like that. That was my girl. Now you couldn't tell me that Reba was wasn't it back in the day. You know, but it, it's like we. My mama we still love Reba and Dolly. Them her favorites. Now, my heart goes to Dolly Parton. Now I, I, she is one that I think is is going to be fair regardless of what it is, and I, yeah. and I do. I have a I have an affinity for her as a person because she, you know, she's, you know, we have to have care for those people that treat us with respect, and she has my whole life that I know of always treated black people with respect. You know, she's given yeah. props to who to whoever it was due to, and you know, I, I definitely respect that. So yeah, 
And then there's definitely crossover, you know, in songs, you know, speaking of Dolly Parton, you know, she, you know, is the one that literally wrote the hit, I Would Always Love You, that, right. you know, Whitney Houston mm -hmm. actually made very popular. So mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of crossover. Like there are some gospel songs that are now secular or secular and gospel. Like there's a lot of crossover. Yes, yes, there is some crossover. <laughs> there's some crossover. I, I don't um, think I, you have to find me a, a gospel song that's now secular. We'll, we'll have to look into that. But yeah, so there's a lot of crossover between like, because think about it this way. Songwriters are there to write a song. Like, mm -hmm. so a lot of times the genre, I don't think necessarily comes into <laughs> mind about, okay, what is, you know, they're just writing the song, writing whatever they come up with, whatever ideal they have. And if it's fits more of a Southern twang with the country, or if it fits, fits more of a, you know, um, um, I can't think of that word right now. No, well, now but if it's more of a vibe, like an R and V vibe, or something like that, or if it's more upbeat and maybe it turns into pop, or you know, because you think yeah. about. Okay, go ahead. Now I was gonna say they're on their little pianos playing a melody, and <laughs> okay. and they, they they get the words out of their heads <laughs> and things like that. But it, you know, melodies can go into any genre. So you know, yeah. that, once that turns into an actual song, you never know what it's gonna be. So yeah. It, that, I mean, it's it's just black instrument, y'all. We we gotta we gotta you know we gotta take the credit for everything that we do. Forget them people, hire you some security, and and you know do your thing because they they never gonna let off, let up let their foot off our necks because they don't want us to be great or know how great we are and were. So I just I just I just hate that. But this is Black History Month. I'm gonna be reckless all month. Uh, it's the only one we got. It's the it's the shortest one they give us. You know. And it's well, this year got leave here. We got yeah. leave here. Well, one extra day. It ain't even still ain't as long as the rest of. Them. But uh, <laughs> but we got to shout out to Carter G. Woodson for starting uh, Negro Week. Is what he is what he came up with, and then that evolved into Black History Month. So shout out Carter G. You know, hope you over here. Hope you proud of some of us out here and what we've done and things like that. So you know, we 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 gonna make sure they feel us this month, Carter G. All right. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I want to know exactly, like, I don't blame T-Pain. Get the check. Get the check. He's probably still getting royalties regardless of whether or not his name on there. That's the only yeah. thing I kind of figure was questioning. And I really want to look up the songs, but it was hard because of course, if his names are not on the credits, I can't find it. So I wanna, I'm trying to look up songs. Like on the on the what is it? IMDb is just movies, right? I don't know how you mm -hmm. look up songs for people. Well, see, this is the thing. Like, if your name isn't on the credits, if he removed his name off the credits, then it's gonna be hard to to find it. See, so, back when we had had CDs and had that little book, true. I never read that book all the way through. He can still be at <laughs> true. You now you read some of the credits. I used to read some of the credits, but that book was it was a little thick. And that little smile right here. Yeah, I used to love the fact that they had lyrics in it. Yeah, oh, I only cared about the, the ones like the ones that didn't have the lyrics. I'd be like, "This is a waste of paper." Yeah, and that's how was, I felt. CDs <laughs> evolved from tape. Now the tape ones, the ones that for the cassette tape was real thick. Like you was like, it was like good night. How did they even get the tape in there? But yeah, that, that that's back in the day. But some some of y'all might even know about cassette tapes where you had to wind it with a pencil. Okay. Yeah, that was it right there. Or your hand. You just use your little finger and just... Yeah, little pinky. 
but yeah so that's all for that cool when they do it story so the first topic we're going to talk about is the keith lee saga that happened in dallas so if you're not familiar with keith lee um we've discussed him before he's basically a mma fighter um, mainly doing food reviews so yes <laughs> watching, bro. I, I'm first of all you, need a, you also need a paw patrol uh seat kissy mm -hmm. get it together mm -hmm. um <laughs> so what happened is that he went to um dallas one of the places that he uh ended up coming to in dallas was um sweetly season and so apparently sweetly season the owner is like chef kim or kim or whatever title she has um has a son that's a TikTok influencer or a social media influencer as well. His name is Ignorant Trey. Ignorant Trey is friends with a lady named Sherelle, who's also a social media influencer. Um, from what I gather, based on Sherelle Live, uh, to try to get Keith Lee to come to the truck, he came to the truck, to the food truck. Outside the food truck, there was a barber cutting hair, and Sherelle was helping on the truck and also braiding hair. Wait a minute. Wait yes. a minute. <laughs> 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 yeah. People doing what? Okay, but now. Yeah. So, what ended up happening is that when Keith Lee arrived, he said, uh, give $1,000 to the barber to do free haircuts, $1,000 to the braider to finish, you know, to do braids for free. Um, $2,000 for the owner and apparently 800 and some odd dollars to give out free food. Well, what happened is that according to Sherelle, um, the lady stopped giving out free food after the third person. What? And, <laughs> yes, after, and apparently a little bit more investigation, apparently, according to Ignorant Dre, is that, and that's his name on social media, like, um, you know, that's his I'm name. Like, why are you talk, talking about No, like, that's his here? name, like, that's his handle. Mm -hmm. Um, he said that somebody, I guess the third person or somebody wanted an extra cheesecake, and so that's the reason why they stopped giving things away for free. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know it sounds beyond, it sounds wild. So anyway, so that's the first part that happened. And basically she was like, Sherelle basically was like, you know, I'm good on money. You just make the need to make sure that my brother gets paid because my brother is the barber. I don't care about my thousand dollars. I understand she has a lot going on. She can keep the thousand. She can keep my thousand dollars. So you would think most people would be grateful. Yeah. Yeah, because she wouldn't have made twenty six, twenty six, twenty eight hundred dollars in one day on that food trip. I'm sorry. And then because Sherelle gave her the thousand, told her right. she could keep the thousand. That's three thousand. Right. But no, she was like. They don't work on my truck. They we ain't together. This girl got a shirt. This girl is literally trying to get Keith Lee to come to your food truck. This girl mm. is helping you out by being in your food truck. How you gonna say somebody ain't with you and they in your truck? 
Man, I love us and hate us at the same time. I swear. But that that is crazy. That that you you, you block like everybody was saying on the comments that you blocking your blessing. Mm-hmm. You show you showing your tail for four thousand dollars. Yes. Like, do you not know the publicity that you would have gotten from him showing up anyway? You could have put that all over your social media and you know, apparently he liked your food because he gave you four thousand dollars to disperse amongst yourself and everybody. Because he, you know, it, it's not hard to assume that if everybody's right there together, that they're working together. Like, anybody right. would have probably assumed that, you know, and he was trying to do that, you know. That barber probably out there cutting his head, you know, cutting his soul out, thinking he getting all this money, getting something for giving free haircuts, you know. You, you know. know. And uh, next thing you know, nothing. Sweetly seasoned. Sour season is what it sounds like. Huh, crazy. I don't care. If you're watching, you're watching. And if you've been there, if you know her, tell us she fouled. And I said that on the on the post where she tried to come back. Uh I didn't even I had it on mute. I didn't even do it. I was like, I don't even want to hear what she got to say in regard to not giving these people their money. Like that's just and then to come to find out that he gave her extra help help me. Help me, Lord. That, that he gave her extra to let, let people eat for free. She already made a $2,000 profit for the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he gave you an extra almost $900 to let people eat for free just to try your food because it might it might have actually been good. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to let three people go. Now, she's telling me three meals, even with an extra cheesecake, <laughs> going to cost $860 at your establishment, ma'am. And you definitely need to be in business, especially on a food truck. <laughs> But that's that's just wild to me. Like, I mean, seriously, I guess you, she thought wasn't nobody gonna find out. But I mean, this is the day and age of social media. You can't go nowhere. Like this lady said on her TikTok today, you can't be mad if somebody got you and they can't on their camera because you, you out in public. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously, like she in the gym talking about BBLs are out of control, and this girl on here and she then uh, found her in her DMs talking about, I made your uh, channel pop or something like that. Everybody talking about me. And she tried to get on there had the audacity and be like, nah, everybody ain't talking about you for the right reason. She's like, I can record you if I want to. You in public. I guess you wanted some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but I mean, you subject to everybody. I mean, I, I, I hate, any, like, if anybody, I see anybody with their camera up doing a selfie or anything like that, just assume they're taking a picture of me and I turn around. You know what I mean? Because you never know. I could have my hair all over my head. So, you know what I'm saying? Something not even looking right. Don't nobody care? Don't nobody care. They want they shot. <laughs> yeah, she definitely blocked, blocked her blessing on that, man. For real. Like, come on, man. People are going to tell on you. Yeah, and then, like, also, the thing about it is, is that, like, <laughs> this girl clearly was helping you. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like, I, to be a good steward, you need to be able to find, like, follow directions, like, (laughs) if, you know, (laughs) like, follow the instructions someone gave you, like, one thing about me is that, like, I try my best to never let money dictate anything, like, I don't know if I said it on this show before, but, like, uh, a couple months ago, someone had, um, deposit an extra $1,500 into my account. That was me. Thank you. I'd like you to return that. <laughs> and what I ended up doing is they contacted me and they was like, hey, we accidentally deposited, you know, $1,500, da, 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 da. And I checked and then I called my bank. Um, 
And I was like, is there any way for you all to get it back out or whatever? Because I wanted to make sure and I talked to the bank and everything like that. Because if you're able to get it back out, then I'm going to just wait and let you, you know, handle it on your own. Um, and they said, no, um, because of how it's done, they can't, there's no way. And I said, okay, not a big deal. Now, legally, did I have to give them back the money? No. Morally, I gave them back the money because one, I'm not going to, this is, this is also my thing when it comes to money. When you do wrong with the money, you going to end up losing that money and more. That's how I feel. So I don't play about I don't play about money. So I wait. Like I said, I talked to my bank. I talked to them. I let it wait for a couple of for a couple of days just to make sure nothing crazy was happening and making sure nothing. And then I promptly um, gave them back their money. And I told them, I said, nope, mm -mm, you need to give me something that says I gave you back this money because I don't want any problems. I don't want any, <laughs> I don't want anybody saying I didn't give it back. No. Uh, and then I also recorded it and everything, the whole transaction, because I ain't playing with these people. Because again, I ain't trying to block my best, because this is the thing. That $1,500, something would have happened, and I would have been out of $1,500 and more. And I would, baby, okay? <laughs> and I don't have time for none of that. Mm -mm. Because most people, let's just go on to say, most people would have uh, told the account down. <laughs> They'd have been like, who? You did what? With who? You know what I'm saying? So, they, you know, they'd have been like, yeah, no, nah, I, I don't think that actually happened. For $1,500, that's not enough. Like, that's if, if you're going to commit larceny, which is kind of what it is, you know. Well, like I said, more, legally it's not wrong because, hey, truth, it was their mistake. Mm-hmm. And and but but they they contacted you to see the they they playing on your kind just like I'm sorry, but we 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 accidentally well, well they they said thank you for doing it because like and they literally told me they was like most people wouldn't have returned it and I was like and then low key I was like you should have gave me a reward yeah they, you could let me keep like, for that <laughs> gotta be saying because hey I ain't gonna take it out my own self but I'm just saying you know. If you would have just gave, you know, said, "Hey, here's a hundred, that would have been appreciative. But like I said, I, there's no way that like I was gonna definitely do that. And something happened to me like some years ago is that I ended up meeting a realtor uh, for one of my at one of my friends like either baby shower or kid birthday party or something like that, and we had exchanged numbers. Um, this is before like some years ago before I was you know when I was thinking about buying a house and out of the blue one day I get a I get some money sent to me and because I never really had any interactions like I went through the phone thing and I was like oh this is such and such person because the person contacted me and I was like uh because I don't I also don't want to get scammed but I want to do the right thing. So I was like, if you don't, if if you're not reversing anything, and once I verified, like I had to call my friend to call, like, yes. So, cause I don't be trusting people's telephone numbers because again, this happened, you know, several years after I had a conversation with this person and I gave it back. I promptly gave it back because again, I don't play when it comes to money. 
I don't play when it comes to money. I'm not trying to get over on anybody. I don't want nobody to get over on me. And I understand that, like, literally, like, you can block your own blessings. And I think that's what she ended up doing. So there was a lot of people that, you know, didn't want to come to her food truck anymore. Man, and you she... can't really blame it. And then, now, I don't know if this part is true, but allegedly, mm -hmm. she, because... Because he, apparently Keith Lee responded to Sherelle live and they were saying that she charged him a lot more money for the food because it was him, allegedly. Because he said that all his food that he ordered was like $80. It was like, I think, two banana puddings, um, some tacos ribs and i think something else i can't remember exactly what the other thing was and like he got charged eighty dollars and in my head what? that shouldn't have been eighty dollars but Man. apparently people were saying allegedly that um she because she knew that he was coming because she he responded on sharia live that she charged the prices that she charged for him and i'm like see this is a person that that they weren't trying to be blessed. I'm sorry. You weren't trying to be blessed. You weren't trying to, you weren't trying to, you talking about you struggling, but you doing shady behavior. That And that's exactly why she's struggling. And we'll continue because this story just got broken. You know, this is a week, a week or so old, maybe. If yeah. that, and people are going to continually see this and, they might have thought about going to Sweetly Season, but then they're like, oh, ain't this the chick that uh, so-and-so would kick? Yeah, no, we good. We don't support that. And I I hate that for her because I even said, on, when I made my comment, I'd hate for her to get canceled because of that. But that is the type, the exact type of behavior that that, that doesn't serve us as a community. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's like, he, he's out here doing big things, you know, with the money that he's earned in his life, helping a lot of people, black people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people get... Especially, you know, like, the mom and pop ones. Like, these are people that are not, like... It's not like the franchise with the Pizza Hoods and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, these are literally, like, mom and pop, you know, companies. That's trying to make a come up for themselves, make mm -hmm. a name for themselves, and may not really be on social media like that to, to where they're getting their stuff out there outside of that little small area. Well, Dallas ain't that small, but, you know, yeah. it is... It's On the grand scheme of things, it's, it's, it's small. Yeah, because if you're familiar with Keith Lee, um, he tries to figure out if your issue is the food, customer service, or is it the marketing? Mm -hmm. And typically, it's a lot of times it's the marketing. Um, apparently, he does go to some popular places now as well, too. Mm -hmm. um, I also want to bring up that apparently because on the Google, when they pulled it up, it said like permanently, clo permanently closed for Sweetly Season. But apparently it's not. Then people were saying that they allegedly had a name change, all of this stuff. So what ended up happening is that when people started pulling up the thing, it got to another restaurant called Season Street Food. Mm. And people were leaving negative reviews to this other company. Which now, he does not advocate for. Yes. And... Like I said, this other company literally had nothing else, to, like nothing to do. But what did happen is that Sherelle ended up apologizing for them, to them, because uh, she, you know, she felt like she 
help cause some of the issue. And apparently, um, this particular restaurant uh, was like, you all come out, uh, bring whoever you want, and the food would be free. Hmm. So they gave away free food because they wanted they five they want they five stars back because it went down from five stars to went from five stars to like three point five or three point two or something like that and they wanted to get back to their five their five stars like Sherelle was like you know go back and remove those comments that you all made and those stars and all that stuff so she went out there and she helped them uh, along with like her her followers helped them raise about $4,000 and she was able to give it to them. And like, this is also the impact that this lady had. Like, so clearly she's, she's an influencer. Like (laughs) she influenced, and it looks like it was a lot of people that was out there. There was a lot of TikToks about it from various people. Um, Mm. Even, you know, the company, I think they had, you know, because apparently the story had was on Dallas News and all this stuff about the mix up. Um, And she helped them. I think she helped them get about four thousand or a little more than four thousand dollars. And that was sweet of her to try to correct something that it wasn't even her fault. And and because they trying to get at Sweetie Seas, they done destroyed the rating of a whole nother restaurant because that, that just shows you the impact of what they can do. And I, yeah. I you know, and, and again, he does not advocate for you to do no. that based on his opinion. If you have not, don't make no reviews like that. If you have not actually tried the food yourself, like that, I mean, and I, you got to appreciate that mm-hmm. because he's he's giving his opinion for feedback. Yeah, on how how to, for them to be better, and then you know, he's not he's not telling y'all uh, to go down here and trash these people, especially because you look stupid if you leave okay. a review, if you if and you haven't tried the food or ever been there in your life, just going over there like he don't need you to fight his battles. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, for real. So if you out here doing that, stop, pause. Ooh. What the, what these young kids say? Pause, and think about what you're doing. You feel me? Like, come on now. But yeah, that, that's that's just a crazy story. So hopefully, Miss Seasoned will get her stuff together, and and please don't rename and rebrand, cause they will roast the mess out of you. I, pl- ma'am, take your lumps for this little mistake that you made. Make it right with these people that he asked you to make it right with, and you will be able to move forward. Don't change your name and try to run from it, cause they will find you. Like the internet is undefeated. Did you hear me? So apparently, um. Apparently the according to Jarrell, apparently this brother did get his finally get his thousand dollars. There you go. Yeah, I saw I saw that too. Yeah. I, um, uh, my best friend Jasmine, shout out Jazz. She uh she sent me um something where he was saying somebody said I, it wasn't it wasn't Keith Lee, but somebody said that, that they she actually did. And but she I'm sorry, you're not gonna live this down without taking accountability and and saying that you were wrong. And she didn't do that at all. She might have made it right, but she did not say that no. I was wrong. She, she, it she was, it was very like, like, why would I do this? And why would I do this? And they ain't with me. If you knew they ain't with you, then why would you take the money? You could have easily said, they're not with me and not taking the money. He told you. He told <laughs> you specifically. So, yeah. Whatever sweetly season, I, I I'm telling you, based on this, unless I'm starving in Dallas one day, I I ain't even thinking about. It. I'm not even thinking about you. So I I wanna I wanna give a shout out to uh one of the places that was also a place that Keith Lee visit. 
Um, this was absolutely edible cakes and catering. And I guess Rowlett, Texas. I can't say The reason that. why I want to give them a shout out is because this lady had a whole campaign to make sure that Keith Lee came to her restaurant, including the Paw Patrol chair. And it said reserved for Keith Lee. Um, and she has literally, she has literally, um, she, she does catering. She does cake. One of the things that she does is like sweet potato thing. And I really want to order it from like sweet gold belly. Yeah. It's like a sweet potato pie cake. I guess that's how it's kind of, I think it's like Ooh. graham cracker crust or something. It's something, but I don't really want a whole one cause I'm not going to eat a whole one. So I may just have to go to Dallas, but they got it on, I think it's gold belly or whatever. Mm. Anyway, yeah. um, you don't have to eat it all at once. You can I know, get it, but and then you, I'm just you know, saying. But like, you saying like you would? Because I would. I would probably would. So I, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm not I just need a slice. I just need a slice. I just need mm. a slice. But I don't think they deliver that. But um, it looks like she has increased her followers on social media, and she has completely sold out. Like she made a video, and she was like, "I literally had." I think she said over 90 or whatever trays of stuff. And she said everything was gone. Man, this, and I was like, this is the, the Keith Lee effect is in full of force with this particular lady. And she completely embraced it. She completely mm -hmm. embraced it all. And apparently she has some kind of food dust or chicken dust or something. I don't know. I kind of want to go to Dallas just to try this or it. I food guess I'll dust. be a food dust. Food dust. Yeah. Food dust that you put on fried chicken, apparently. Ooh, like, like, like sparkle from Popeyes. Girl. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that, that bacon is hard to do. It ain't like cooking. Bacon is different. Yeah. So edi edible creations, cakes and creations, whatever your name is, I can't even say that. that, that Absolutely a edible cakes and catering. Absolutely edible cake. See, I can't even. That, that's too many words. The alliteration is just uh, uh, off the chain with that. So yeah. Yeah, Nikki. Her name is Nikki. Shout out Nikki. You the only successful Nikki. Or, this I guess week. Nikita. 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 I guess she goes by Nikki. I seen Nikki. I, would. I, I guess her real name is Nikita. Nakita. But yeah, that that's that's amazing. So like you said, the Keith Lee effect is changing lives. So if he blesses you, bless others. If he asks you to bless others, don't be follow don't, directions. Don't be, don't be Satan's mistress. <laughs> follow directions. That's what you need to do. Follow directions. Okay, so um you're gonna tell us what story is next. Uh well uh, what I was look, looking at here, what I'm looking at, uh, is what happened with Killer Mike here. Uh, simply because it's crazy. Nobody knows exactly what happened. This man is a legend in the Atlanta area. He's been around. Everybody knows his song, Adidas. Like, you know. I don't know. You don't. I was I just about to say everybody, <laughs> but Spicy K knows about Killer Mike. You know, he was definitely. I his name. I just don't know the songs. Yeah, I mean he's affiliated, you know, with Big Boy and Outcast. You know, he's been oh, out. Oh, I know them. Yeah, yeah, you remember that song? I be on that cryptid night. Strictly on that cryptid night. I, 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 I be, be on, on it all okay, night. Yeah, yeah, I know it. He okay. was on that song right there oh, okay. with them. And so, you know, he's he's been he's been around for a good minute, you know, and it's he he's definitely doing big things for black people with the uh uh Green was it Greenwood Bank? 
for black people. He's open him and uh your boy Jackson from Grey's Anatomy. What's his light skin eye? Light skin with the with the green eyes. What's his name? I can't think of Jesse on no, not Jesse Jesse Owens. Williams? Yeah. My boy, they started like black <laughs> Jesse Owens. <laughs> yeah, it's a completely different person. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he uh, that's my boy too, you know. But you know, shout out Grey's Anatomy though. But um, to the OG Grey's Anatomy, not this new bunch. But anyway, um, he he's he's really big in the black community, and he won three Grammys mm-hmm. on Sunday. And on Sunday, now he won in three categories that they don't air on the actual live Grammys, which is weird. But anyway, we're not even gonna, we're not even gonna get in that part of it. You know, it's Black History Month. They could have put us on the air with that. Um, but he won three, one night, three Grammys. We all know a certain young lady that has never won. But anyway, uh, she, uh, he, uh, he won that. And uh, as soon as he accepted his awards, his final award, he was arrested at the Grammys. Yeah, carried which, out in handcuffs. Which at which. And follow like he, they was on him. They was on him like, don't nobody try to break him free. You know, if if you saw the video, like he was literally gave they gave him two sets of handcuffs so he wasn't restricted in that way. You know what I'm saying? But still, why you gonna come up to here embarrassing me in front of all these people? I was gonna say something in front of these people. Uh, on this night, this most important night, like you could like somebody. Okay, so there's so many different theories going around. Uh, simply because um. Nobody knows, and that, that was the first thing they said. No, they they said that he had misdemeanor um, charges, I guess, for assault. Yeah, but they also said that he got into it with the security there, which it turned out that's not true. And then you know, I, so I was like, I don't know what happened. You know, I really don't know what was going on uh, with Mr. Mike, but it the, the manner in which they did that was just so inappropriate. They never would have done Taylor Swift like that. They never would have done anybody like that other than this man that won for best rap and they said that he was on bill maher's show the week before the day before or something like that oh. and he wouldn't you know he was he's you know you know who bill maher is mm-hmm. i was he's, gonna call him the science guy but he's not the science guy he's the short guy with the curly and all this stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's bill nye but anyway no, yeah. that's science guy's bill now but bill right. maher is the yeah, white hair that he went he's, with superhead. Yeah, he's a okay. he's a comedian slash um, political person. Yeah, host, he's late that, night host. Yeah, but he's his, a late his, night host. Yeah, but his okay. his shows are very political, and so they oh, asked, okay. Bill, Bill Maher asked him uh, which candidate you'd be endorsing for you know for the presidency, and he said, oh, "You ain't finna get me out here like that, man." So apparently, he's had. I mean, and he and he's an advocate. Like he's a, uh, you know, he's he's got an activist. I mean, sorry, he's an activist out here. Same, it was it, it either could apply, but he he was out here, uh, you know, with some strong opinions about you know certain people that are in high ups, and they I guess you know this is there's no other way to get there's no bigger way to get embarrassed than to be at the Grammys and and be arrested and carted off like a like a like an animal. Yeah. Well, I guess I can't say he wasn't carted off like an animal because they did give him two sets of handcuffs to where he didn't have to be restricted in that way. But you know, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Like they and then like somebody also said that they that they've been looking for him. Like you said, he had a warrant, and that they he had been avoiding them to make sure that he was able to be free to accept his awards at the Grammys. 
Yep. And then, mm-hmm. uh, okay. and then, and then you know he, he was like, okay, that ain't nothing. I'm gonna bond out because you know he got plenty of money to bond out. Yeah. So he bonded out, and his son had kidney transplant surgery the next oh. day. Yeah, so he 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 had a a, a world of a girl of a weekend, you know. He went from like probably one of the highest highs the moments of his career to like one of the lowest. And that's that's just crazy. And what? Like I mean, he determined to be out for his son. So you know, shout out to you, Killer Mike. You know, no, because you know. He also got that song, you know, Adidas, which is all day I dream about sex. You remember? You don't remember that? All day I dream about. All day I dream about sex, sex, sex. Oh my gosh! What I'm just so upset. I'm just so upset right now. Why? It's like, like, cause, cause nobody knows who this man is, and he's a legend. Like, like I've heard his name, but I didn't. I don't know. Like, I I just saw his picture, but I didn't know what he looks like. But I heard his name. Yeah, but I mean, just even like that's that, big. The, There's some the, people I ain't never heard their name before. The the black, the black <laughs> owned bank in general. Even if you don't know his music, like he's he's trying to do big things for us, you know. And I was like, yeah, that's that's crazy. Because all that does is, I mean, it doesn't sell the image of him for for us or the us of us that know him. Um, but it it. And the people that, in the powers that be, they can, you know, where he's trying to make things happen and move for us, they see that. Like, oh, no, I can't, I can't associate myself with him if he's, he's a criminal. Yeah. They said it's filmed from a physical altercation. It didn't say exact, I didn't see exactly when was the physical altercation, but it says that it's filmed from a physical altercation. But I don't, like I said, I don't necessarily know when. I don't know if it was the same day. But it's a misdemeanor charge, and obviously he got out, and mm-hmm. apparently oh, yeah, definitely then went on, um, I guess, the Breakfast Club or somewhere. Oh, dang, he ain't been on the Breakfast Club, too? Since then? Was it the Breakfast Club? He went somewhere. No, okay. He was on, wrong. He was on uh, Tigger V103. I knew it was one of them people. Um, what like he got a Tigga got a radio show on V one hundred three, and I didn't know Tigga morning talk show. I never, I didn't know that. You know, I don't, I can't get that here. That's in Atlanta. Oh, I thought it was yeah. also in like New York. I don't no, know v, any better. V one hundred three is is a I, 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 hey, I don't know any better. I, can't, I don't know I any can't better. Stand, I can't stand you. <laughs> I really can't. I, I really cannot stand you right now. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because I don't know the people. Exactly why. But you know everything. But we're about, called the uh, we're called the ops. Why would I know? Why would I know? Like I know outcasts, but like that's so. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything about a certain pop star that I won't mention her name. I'm tired of hearing it. But we don't don't know Killer Mike. You know what? No, I only know certain things about that pop star. She's my birth- and she's birthday. my birthday twin. Yeah, she's my birthday twin. Boo. But I'm saying like there's a lot of people I don't know anything about their music. But I heard of him like that's that's a big plus for me. Give mm-hmm. me that kind of credit. I got I'm crediting you. Just like T Pain. I'm write it. I'm gonna not write it. <laughs> I'm gonna credit you and not and not write it. There we go. <laughs> Man, yeah, night. Give me a break. I know we the ops, but is we that ops? 
Yeah, we're that, that much opposite. No, we're <laughs> that much of the opposite because no, I don't. I'm just trying to think in what world would I know the based on the kind of music that I listen to because I listen to rap but I listen to like Yin Yang Twin, Ludacris out well I will say Outkast but I, Yin Yang Twin, Ludacris people like that I got them I understand them like Trina I got it I understand so nobody from 2020 era and, and I listen to Cardi Okay. Like if we're Shout talking out. about rap. If we're talking Shout about out. rap. Cardi B would be my next ex wife, so Shout Like out to I'm Cardi. just saying, like if we're talking about rap, then but yeah. Anything else outside of the tw- probably not. Yeah. Probably oh, yes. not. I mean, I'm I'm not even sure if Like recent know. recent no. I mm-mm. no. You can no. Yeah. I'm gonna, I can't I'm gonna... these people about a lineup because I saw that the guy won. Um, what's the guy? Oh my goodness, he won for rapping. Uh, Dirk. Dirk. Le Dirk. Is that his name? <laughs> okay, you got me. Now I, I know I've heard of that guy, but I couldn't get. I, couldn't, I know he. Well, won, I think he won. I think he won a Grammy. That's what's up. I think he wanted to hear me. Uh, India Ari or something like that. Not India Ari, the one I know. In, in, like something. India Royal or something. Yeah, maybe? something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's not Ari, but I knew that. But um, but, but yeah, yeah, I didn't know what he looked like. Like I knew his name, but I didn't know what he looked like. So I saw them on the red carpet. That's all I know. And his outfit was hideous. But you know, he's a, a Chicago drill rapper. Do you know what drill rap is? Like tip drill. No. I wish it was. <laughs> it is definitely not. It's murder so, rap. Oh, it's no. there. Why would it's, I listen it's to this? See, that's what I'm saying. Why would I listen exactly. to this? Why would I know this? Exactly. Why Why is that winning a Grammy? And you know what like, I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a pop and R&B girl. And I listen to gospel too. But I'm mostly a pop and R&B girl. But a lot of times yeah, I've been listening to gospel lately too. But that's a, I'm just saying. Only... So I wouldn't know these. Like, I literally wouldn't know. I, I literally didn't know who his he who he was. I just happened to see him saying something about um I think he said in a caption, India, your plate is ready or something like that. Your lunch is ready or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I am, you know what, and all y'all know where they came from. Your lunch is ready. This, These two are taking over America. They done took over my timeline. I don't follow that one of them. But yeah, but apparently, yeah, India Royal or whatever. Okay. Cute little girl. I was right. I was yeah. close. Cute little girl. Uh, well, she might be, I guess she grown. I, I bet, yeah, you gotta be careful when you say little girl these days. But I'm just saying, right? like, she's, she's, she's petite. She looks petite. She's a small framed woman. Said there. Well, that's petite. We put BPC on it. That's petite. Yes. Like yes. Yeah. Closing petite. You said a little. She a little girl. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I said little woman. I think I said little woman. But I'm just saying, like she's cute little I'm gonna girl. Throw, I'm gonna throw the flag girl. on that. We didn't run the playback. We need to. Anyway, we need to petite that girl. Play. But I I knew who she was. She's one of those people that like I don't think. She may be a social media influencer like some of the other rappers' girlfriends. She's an IG person, I think. But she seems to be very low-key. 
from yeah. what I see. She's not all out there like them other the rest people. Of them. Yeah. Oh, over here uh, do, with the with the Chicago murder rapper. That is crazy. Look, look up. But yeah, but he's, I think he said, like, India, your plate is ready or lunch is ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. Next segment, I'm gonna tell y'all. <laughs> we, we have to end this on 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 that. Killer Mike arrested. We don't know why. If we get it, no physical get... altercation. Happened physical altercation. It's... Well, that that it's been so many stories out there. No, 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 no. So been... this is hold on, hold on. I thought I okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, I had it pulled up and then I went to figure out. Okay, so um. Physical altercation that occurred at the 700 block of Chick Heron Hearn Court. And again, that's why I said I don't know exactly what it was, but he was booked for misdemeanor, misdemeanor battery uh, and released on zero bail. Uh, oh, apparently the place is located next to the crypto arena. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't so know. It happened, it happened while he was in Vegas. I mean, no. crypto, is crypto is San Francisco. Los, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, okay. Yeah, Los Angeles. I forgot they changed, yeah, they changed that. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's just a crazy story. And then, so he didn't have no bail to pay and they just arrested him? Yes, misdemeanor. He was yeah. police on zero bail. I don't bail. know, I don't got no misdemeanor that's, that ain't got no bail. If they're going to actually arrest you. Well, sometimes they, okay, sometimes they arrest you. Drunk and disorderly, okay. maybe? <laughs> I'm going to say another word that's completely wrong. <sighs> Where's a heart? <laughs> they release you on your own recognizance. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. That. That. Yeah. Well, they could have left him alone on his own damn recognizance after he done messed uh, one of these Grammys. He could have come and say, "Hey, uh, Mr. Mike, uh, I believe we need to see you down at the station uh, about an altercation that you had." You know, it could have been a whole lot better said of uh, NASA Warren out. We gonna go arrest you at the Grammys. Like it. 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 You do stuff like that when they've been on the run from the warrant for six, seven weeks, months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the that's the. Well, I guess also if if it did happen like that day or the day before or something like that, and they know that he doesn't live there, so that makes under that that's kind of understandable. But any other thoughts on that before we get to our last thing for today? No, I'm just disgusted and <sighs> okay. No, I'm good. Okay. So, the last one is, what has a book, TV show, or movie taught you? And this goes to you, TK. Well, I am, again, going to reference a book that I have, uh, I'm listening to, again, for about the third time, uh, simply because it is something that, although it deals with something that, you know, I know is out there, uh, Dr. Robin D'Angelo has written a book called White Fragility. And it is not for us to read, but it's something that we should read to have an understanding of what white fragility is. It's the feeling that uh, white people get when they're when when a person of color just basically assumes that they're a racist because they associate racism with burning crosses and throwing uh, buckets of water on a kid trying to go into school. That's that's what white people think racists are. You know, the, the, the most extreme version of what a racist is. They don't consider 
uh, the fact that the subtle racism that they've grown up with, with the prejudices about uh, living in neighborhoods. Uh, one of the things that, that she says in the book is that it's totally and utterly embarrassing to her as a white person. Like that She knows that she's a racist. She's, I cannot say that I don't have any racism in me. And this is somebody that teaches racial sensitivity class. Like she goes around teaching race, racial sensitivity classes to businesses because, you know, they're trying to be more diverse and, mm-hmm. and, and more inclusive yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly what she said in the book. I was like, I don't know what that is. But anyway, um, she she references a friend of hers that uh, they were having a conversation via text. And she said uh, the friend of hers told her that one of her friends had just bought a house in uh, New Orleans. And she said, ooh, she was like... Uh, Robert so-and-so had to get a gun you know he's scared to leave the house you know and so by what she said immediately she knew that her friend's friend had bought a house in a black neighborhood mm. you know what I'm saying yeah. and it's, it's, the, it's the the small subtleties like that, that 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 they grow up with being afraid of us or you know you know when I, I, I frequently get into into discussions with uh, Caucasians on the internet and they always use their subtle racism to to come at me. Like the first one they say is I'm uneducated, you know, because they all think that you know we went to these hood schools and we don't we don't have you know we be not knowing how to talk and stuff like that, you know. So they think all that. So the first thing, even though I come to them with very much eloquence, you know, when I when I speak to them, they say, "Oh, you're uneducated." Second one, I didn't have a daddy. I grew up in a two parent household. Hello. Hello, you know what I'm saying. So these are the racial subtleties that they talk amongst themselves, and they all they grow up with this. I mean, they they grow. She talks about how kids as young as three years old identify with racism, and they do it most oftentimes uh, when they're by themselves. They were they were questioned by themselves, and they were also questioned with an adult. And when an adult is around, they don't they don't choose the things that are as racist because they know it's bad. As as young as three years old, like they know they know it's different, but they know that they're not supposed to do it in front of people. Is what she said. You know what I mean? Like they they mm. they learn they learn how to be racist, but not let it show. So it's and like code switching. Ish. Exactly. Look yeah. at that. That's that I didn't even think about it like that. So yeah, they they code switch. They're, they're themselves with each other. You know, they, they tell racist jokes around people that they're comfortable around being, but when they're in front of us, you know, they're on their P's and Q's. See, that's, those are the dangerous racists. These folks that I hear burning crosses and, and calling me the N-word all over, you know, everywhere, you know, with the hard E-R, okay? When they call, when they call you that, it, you know, it's, it's, it, that, that's nothing, like, <laughs> uh, like, like, I tell you, I, the, I use this all the time, uh, your boy Dudley, that, you know, Dudley hair products and hair schools and stuff, he said, he had in his book, uh, he said, uh, that when he was young, people used to be like, hey, nigga, hey, nigga, he would get him say, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, you, you can't, you can't be afraid of those kind, because they show themselves up front to you who they are. And you have to actually be appreciative of that so you know what you're dealing with. It's the ones that are subtle behind your back that, you know, that's telling racist jokes about, you know, like like Justin Bieber, what he say? Run, nigga, 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 run. You know what I'm saying? He told that joke. You know, it's a, it's on record. Like, he said, why, why are black people afraid of chainsaws? 
And he said, run, nigga, 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 run, nigga, nigga, run. That's, a, that's what he said. Wow. He made this. Yeah, it, that's, that's Googleable. If that's a word, you can Google that. He said that, you know, and everybody was, it was a couple years ago, they was on his ass about that. But I was like, I mean, that's what they do. He told that joke not thinking that anybody was recording him. He was amongst people that he know, grew up with or whatever. And he wasn't thinking that any any racism in it at all. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's unconscious. It's unconscious sometimes. So we have to, that's why we need to read that. Because they, they, they obviously don't realize that it's bad. But they do, you know what I'm saying? And it, it's 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 crazy. So I feel like if you're not, I feel like if you know you can't say it in in the public eye, in the public plat, ugh, on a public platform, then you have to know that it's not something you should be saying. Exactly. But it, it's it doesn't it doesn't resonate with them because they they don't see it that way because it's done so often amongst their peers and people that look like them. And I, I really, you know, like I said, the the lady does her job to make sure that, and she, and, and the white people hate her too. They hate her too because she says in her seminars or whatever, you know, classes, whatever you want to call them, what she does when she goes around, she, you know, they get mad at her, they start crying. You know, she got a whole chapter on white women tears, which that's that's a really good one. That's a really good chapter because it, she goes back into the detail as to why, like she explains why. A black black woman, a black you know, usually a black woman. It's a black woman that don't care nothing about no white woman tears, and you know what I'm saying because it she she gets the sympathy of the white man and sometimes the black man when she cries. Like it's a it's a very interesting book, and I ran out of stuff to listen to, so I re-listened to this <laughs> again, and I just it's just it just fascinates me how it's 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 a white person telling you this these things. It's not coming from us. She was like, uh, it, it, inval it invalidates it to the white people when it comes from us because they think we're saying it out of anger or resentment or something like that. But when a white person is telling you that you are indeed white and racist, you need to listen. Yeah. You definitely need to listen because, again, it could be something that's unconscious that you don't realize that you're doing. You know, because uh, I, I, I have a story that I tell about this lady. Now, we ended up being, you know, you know, okay as you can be as a as a, a client and a salesperson, but I was just sitting here in my presentation when I worked for the security company that we won't mention. Uh, oh, so we're not mentioning names. We're not mentioning names. Well, I just don't want myself affiliated with them. It ain't because I care about <laughs> what they got going on. But you know what I'm saying. But, but so, <laughs> and that, that's a completely different kind of scenario. There. But um, I was in her home, you know, and she just sitting here just smiling at me and I mean, she said she said she just bust out like this and this is an older lady now so you can imagine you know she's getting she was in the gym crow she was probably one of them folks that's trying to keep ruby d at ruby davis out of school not lord have mercy bridges. anyway bridges. bridges that's what that see uh, i know these people names uh-huh see i'm doing there good. you go that, that, now that i can i'll take that any day over killing my girl <laughs> but um but yeah she's just sitting there looking at me with her arm just smiling she's like don't you speak very well i said I, you know, I had to pause, you know, pause, I'm at, I'm at work, <laughs> pause. I was like, well, thank you. And I just continued on with my presentation and she bought, now this woman had two story house now, bought window contacts for every single damn window, even though I told her, you don't need them upstairs, ma'am. Like ain't nobody finna put no ladder up here. They can't climb up this trellis, you know what I'm saying? Bought everything that I was selling that day because I spoke very well to her. And I wanted to say, what, am I not supposed to be able to speak well? 
see, this is my thing. I know I speak a combination of English, Ebonics, and whatever else I feel like is Southern sl sl slang, twang, whatever you do. <laughs> Just, just the fact that you stopped, it's just like you're all right. <laughs> okay, girl, all right. But you speak a combination of, and can you continue? Uh, that was it. English, Ebonics, and something slang, twang. And, but but can nobody say you're not educated, right? They can say it, but it's not they, true. They can say it, but I got the credentials. Right, exactly. So you want to see the paperwork? Here you go. And Look I can code switch if I feel like it. I just don't and, really be feeling and like we it. have to. Actually, I, mean, I, I really don't like code switching. Like, I, I know where it comes in, but I prefer to just talk like this. Let me tell you. But I will code right. switch, but I'm just saying, I just prefer to. Like, this is my normal voice. This is my normal. Let, let me tell you something, something that I'm doing right now. Since, since it's on, it's spotlight, spotlight on me right now. Let me tell you something that I'm doing the code switch at my new job. And I know I, I'm wrong for this, but it, it's it's definitely helping me out in the, in the situation. I'm wearing my wedding band for crying out loud. Do you hear me? Because if you don't know, if you know anything about sales, you know that if they perceive that you are married, even in the even in jobs, if they perceive that you are married, mm -hmm. they give you more you respect. Get, they give you more respect that you fit in differently. You know, a lot of, I, I've I, heard a lot of people say that. I'm I'm hating that they they asked me about this because I really don't know what I'm gonna say and if I'm gonna lie or if I'm gonna you know be like oh I just can't get over her or what you know I don't know what I'm gonna say, but it's I have I have resulted in you know I'm I'm wearing my wedding band. I'm not married. <laughs> I know that anymore so i'm wearing that because i am the only black person in the department that i'm in and it's you know i look down and everybody has on a wedding band i'm not on a, a particular single uh, stand out and, and it's like are you free? like I, I wore it in my interview you know what i'm saying i i don't i'd hate to say it wait hold like, on then you set yourself up then no, 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 no. I didn't set myself. I set myself up for success. I felt like, and I feel like that might have been one of the reasons why they sent me an offer letter. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's like, it's like, hey, whatever I got to do, but <laughs> I know that the type of people that I'm going to be dealing with, they they marry. Like it's it's rare that a single person will come in to get an RV camper, right? Like you know, they got yeah. they got families. But more and more people are living in them and, and going on the yeah. road and stuff, doing stuff. But the the and since I've been there, the majority of the people are older and married. And yeah. you know, I get I get all kind of conversations. I see them looking down at my hand. Yep, there we go. Please don't ask me nothing. <laughs> I think I have, I think the type of people that I'm dealing with would be reluctant to ask you know because they assume since I have a you know the type of band that I have and not a you know a diamond and you know and another band that i am you know in the el eligibility community so um you know that, i think that keeps them from asking me because especially people that i work with they don't <laughs> they don't want to be on that on that list of of why they ask me about you know who i'm you know my orientation you know so i, I you know this this is just hilarious to me because I, I pull it off as soon as i get in the in the car Pull it off. Get that off my finger. I know I'm not.
uh, but I feel like that I, I, I deserve to be able to do that and whatever you gotta do to be successful is what you gotta do and it's a shame that you have to you know and then and then that's another thing I spoke well in my interview like if I had to win I'd be like yeah what's up my name you know cause I tell them my well, name is TK who, who would do that anyway like Girl. never mind people would never mind Girl, do you not know never mind did, people would did you not send me a thing where these folks be taking their parents and job interviews yeah Okay, so yeah, them folks right there would be the ones that'd be like, you know, what's up, you know, bruh, you know, how you, you know, because they do, oh, that's cap, you know, they they in the interviews like this, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, that's me, yo. Like these 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 kids, they don't care. The, the people that Lord, the people that <laughs> this is stressing you out. <laughs> when, when I worked at Carmack, they would come in in Crocs, bruh. Like they had on Crocs. <laughs> Crocs with uh with uh torn like hoodies like what is it with these damn kids and hoodies like you don't wear that into no goddamn job interview they don't care like they I don't know what they're expecting first of all they wasn't with my first name they were not expecting me anyway so the first few minutes is always awkward oh your real first name and not TK yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Deal. I, mean, I, I tell them in the in the interview or once I'm hired that I go by TK they're like okay but then they, they're like. They are not expecting me to walk through their no. door, mm-hmm. and so it was. It's so funny because this particular one, I had two two gentlemen, Caucasian gentlemen, that interviewed me, and uh, they just the first few minutes they were just like, and then you know they started asking me, and that's it. And like they were just like, like the first the, the first guy, the one that's actually my direct uh, go to, he he walked right past. He was like he came out there and thought I was a customer or something. Now he came out there like. Oh, and then when I and then I was still sitting in the car, he went back in, and then I walked up to shake his hand. He was no, dude, your your <laughs> name is a girly name. Yes, very and girly. Then, and it's I mean, so, and, and your name is like your name and my name are probably very common amongst you know black and white people. Mm-hmm. But that now, I it, it's more mine is more common among black people now. But back when I started interviewing for jobs. Mm-hmm. I remember when I when I when I was in college in, in Texas, this man walked right past me and went to this old dirty, disgusted mm-hmm. and busted white lady that had a kid with her, and thought that was her. Thought that was me, and I'm like, uh, no, I'm right here. And he was like, uh, right this way, and I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. Your name, let's is, very, your name is very girly. Like it's a. <laughs> Well, my apparently Kimberly is unisex, but your name—I don't think that's unisex at all. Yeah, Kimberly. My middle name is. I know a boy. I know a boy named Danielle. Mm. But yeah, I went to school with him. That's weird. That was weird for me. I'm sorry if there's any more male Danielles out there, but that was that was weird to me. But yeah, your your first name is definitely. Can we say your first name? Go ahead, chick. Because okay. I'm tired of you saying my first name. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> Tiffany is very girly name. Like, because when you think about Tiffany, you think about breakfast at Tiffany, you think about Tiffany and company. So they think, like, it's it's a very girlish name. So yeah. I can see when you arrive, they're like, mm, kind of confused. That's on y'all for assuming. You know what happens when you assume, right? Okay. But I know it. I'm, I'm expecting it. And like I said, any interview that I have been on as an adult, adult, I, the first few minutes is like, 
<laughs> you know, and when I worked for the security company, this this couple in Double Springs just knew I was a boy. Cause, uh, and then I was like, you know, and my first name was on my business card when I handed it to you and when I introduced myself. I didn't go by TK in those appointments. Mm-hmm. And so she just staring at me like, and then the husband interrupted me when I was trying to say something. And she was like, oh, hun, let him finish. <laughs> and I was like, you really think, you like, come on now. You really think, you, you really think that my mother named her son Tiffany. Like, that's just an insult all the way around. Like, come on. Like, it's so, it's just so funny to me. Like, I'm, I, but I'm expecting, like, I'm just like, okay, so we got, we just got to break the ice somehow. But yes, I'm, I'm, I'm Tiffany. Hi. Because I'm telling you, the first five minutes of any job interview I've been on as an adult, it's just like, um, okay. This the, the last thing, the best way. Those two guys are going back and forth with each other. Like, is this really this motherfucker? Like, is that is that who the, is that who we called in here? They just kept looking at my uh, at the resume. They printed out like, okay, well, you know. But once I, you know, why you my personality? I mean, all that goes aside, and then you figure out whether you want me to be there or not. Whatever my name is, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, but I I put you at ease and say I go by TK if I feel like it's really cause like if you I feel like you got a turd built up about ready to come out now because you you feel like you don't know what to say or do about me you know I'm gonna I'm try to let you but that's just what we do that's what we need to stop doing is trying to put these people at ease we need to let them be as uncomfortable as they as they trying to make us feel with their reactions don't you think this we all we all, it's up to uh, like she said in her book it's like we're, it's always up to the person of color to make the white people feel at ease and make them feel like they're not racist and that's not fair she said that as a white person said it's I always like, up- i feel like i always show up like places black like i don't know like like even code switching i still feel like i show up black like i normally especially the last couple of years like and next week it will be, you know, I'll be back to the braids. Um, I'm just saying, I'll be back to the braids. Like, and they be looking at, they go, can I touch it? You let them touch it when they ask? Do you? No. You don't let them touch your hair? I'm no. just asking because, you know, it's like, what do you do? Like, do you like, chat? Like, do you like, eh, No, like, well, it? that happened <laughs> when I was at a, when I was at a job and we went to, um, we went to these meetings and um, we were with people that we deal with on a professional level. And I had a, an accessory on that day. <laughs> um, if you're not mm-hmm. familiar with accessories, they're also called wigs. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was curly. And someone touched my hair. <laughs> it was, mm-hmm. it was like, oh my goodness, you. <laughs> And so I kind of like um, nicely moved my head and my whole body away because I didn't want them to touch me because I don't I don't like people in their germs and yeah. people hands be nasty and even though it's a wig it's I be wearing synthetic wigs I don't be wearing human hair so I'm not washing it like so then I gotta go life solid just stop <laughs> so no I don't like I prefer if you wanna. If you want to, I don't mind if you ask, but never 
Just, just touch it. Just because I, you know, they don't really do that with me, you know, because I don't really have hair. But, but if they, I'm hitting them with the judo chop. You know, I'm hitting them with that block because it's it's not fair. I want you to be as uncomfortable as you tried to make me be by trying to touch me. Well, don't this is my thing. Like, well, let me just say this because I'm an equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, by that I mean that I will ask my white friends to touch their hair. I, to touch, you hair. I, no, my bad. Okay. I, like seriously, like I ask them like proper way to do it. You show them how they should ask you. So you'd be like, Hey, can I touch your hair? And they say yes. Which is really crazy because I thought about this and I don't know if it's just me. I don't think it's just me. I know it's not just me. But black people don't ask other black people to touch their hair. They just touch it. <laughs> and and okay. That's perfectly fine. Because your reasoning for tu- for your reason for touching your ha- our hair is different than what their reason is. They just don't like oh my god. Like they even make the face. Oh my god, look at what else that But I thought about that and I noticed that I was like as a black person I like one of my friends, I'm naturally touching their hair. Like I'm naturally touching it. If I Ours see it, defies gravity, honey. I'm naturally touching it. I'm not asking. Cause I feel like it's an unspoken rule. Maybe like that's how I see it. I don't know. Maybe I need to ask my TikTok people. It sends you back. It sends you back to like when you know the- No, I'm saying like with other black people touching it. Because yeah, I, I, I automatically like I would touch your if you were right here, I would touch your hair. If I wanted to, and I wouldn't think anything of <laughs> Just like when I have braids, like like I'm, I'm used to my friends touching my hair if I have braids or curly or something like that because we're trying to touch it and feel it for like you said it, it's more than likely probably for different reasons or whatever or nay or not but it's just I don't know it's I don't know. But yeah, just, just know if there's any Caucasians watching us now, it's not okay. If you ask permission and somebody lets you, let just let just know that they're doing that to keep you comfortable and not make the situation awkward. Because no, like I don't, I don't mind. Me personally, I don't mind. I just need to know if your hands are clean and that you ask. Oh, I can't. I cannot stand their hair. It gets everywhere on everything. Like I had to use. This well, my hair, no, my hair sheds. My hair. Ask my mama. Ask my mama. Mama, I know you're in the comments. You're, you're probably not typing anything. (laughs) Just text me. But my hair sheds a lot. But I mean, it's 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 not the same. Like just just, spicy K. Don't even. No, I'm saying it does. It does. They had me having these long like, strands just hanging everywhere. Like literally, and you can tell like this right here is very flat or whatever because apparently my flat irons turned off in the middle of me flat ironing my hair because like... Girl, don't you hate that? Yes. But my hair, like when I got through like flat ironing my hair, like I was, I had hair on my hand and stuff. I'm just saying, I have sheds. But it, I promise you, it's not like that. I said this woman yesterday, and I, I just was typing. Next thing you know, I had a whole blonde 
I said, oh my, and I and I, I know she was watching me too, and I just sit there. Just, just flicked it out for me. This is, is I have, I have been traumatized by that. Though. Have I told you about Julie from high school? Yeah. No, but we are almost at an hour and thirty minutes, so we need to go That's ahead and wrap this up. That's mm-hmm. another day. Yes. Any other things about your book? Read White Fragility. All of us, us and y'all. Who's author? Again, Doctor Robin D'Angelo. I believe she has a PhD. Okay. So she's she must be educated, huh? Oh, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> so that's all for episode 45 in the books. This is your girl, Spicy K. And this is your girl, TK. I'm going to say it normal. <laughs> <laughs> and we are the ops. We're telling it all. And we are out of here. Peace.